This is the UK House Builder and Developer from Good to Great series with Gerard Ball, Managing Director of Human Capital Group, helping you build your UK house building teams and businesses fast. We find the top 15% of talent in the market by harnessing the power of big data, 24-7, 365 digital automation platforms and inbound strategies. Leveraged by 20 years successful mid to senior level recruitment experience. In episode three of the Human Capital Group's From Good to Great podcast series, Gerard is joined by entrepreneur Henry Smith, chief executive of H Group. The company was founded in 1998 and focuses on developing high quality and design led commercial and residential schemes across London. During his interview, Henry shares insights of what it takes to head a successful business within the UK development market. He talks about where his passion and drive come from and how he successfully navigated H Group through the recession that started a decade ago to where it is today. Henry, thank you very much for your time, taking your time out to speak with me. What I'd just like to know from the beginning is just get a bit bit of an oversight of H Group, the type of developments that you're involved in, the geographical location that you're focused on as well. Okay, well, if we take it from the start, generally, I mean, we, we started off in London, which we still mainly are, east, south, north. Funny enough, we actually have done very little in West London, but we are presently out in, out in the own counties also. Our products, I mean, the way, the way we work is we first look for a project that doesn't have planning. Right, it's very important to us mm. uh, because it's about adding value. And it seems if you're a banker, as high risk. We don't see it as that. We have a great team of planners, and we will obviously appraise a site before we we buy it. Ideally, we don't want to buy it straight off. We want to put, we want to put an option on it. But because there's so much money at the moment in the world looking for a home, people come in and buy the site. So obviously we have to do the same or pay that little bit more to get it. Over our 23 years, H Group have been going, probably, I'm some region over 200 projects, or just under, over, under. Okay. We've gained a lot of experience in working with um, various councils, uh, housing associations, and getting an understanding of what, you know, of what obviously the project needs, but also what the crew, what the housing association needs, because right. generally all sites will have a housing association. So the H Group is not just a residential developer. It will be, it will be residential and commercial. Quite a lot of our stuff is commercial, commercially okay. mixed. We've done some standalone commercial. In fact, presently in Hackney Whitfish Island, we have in excess of 300 un- residential units being built out. Oh, right. Okay. And about 120,000 square foot of commercial which quite often to banks is horror. <laughs> you know, you sit there with 120,000 square foot of commercial space with no one to let it. There's no way that they're going to fund it. And they don't. So fortunately, our company funds and with our belief, and I do honestly believe it's adjacent to Olympic Park, and I believe it will be the new shortage. We are pioneers there. We're one of the first there. Our sales are but the trend because presently we've... Was it Brexit? Everyone's right. sitting on their hands, um, the new mortgage rules, and then compressed onto that is the buy-to-let market, which has right. just fallen away. I mean, mm. it's, someone has turned the lights off. Uh, I think of the last figures I got, we had about 120 sales, and out of that, which we normally would have been 60 or 70 units sold to buy-to-let, 
there's only four solid oh, really? buy to let investments, which, you know, I just fell off my, fell yeah, yeah, my, my chair. <laughs> and it's no secret, as mm. all developers will tell you, if you've got the help to buy, which we do and other developers have, mm. that has saved the day. Right. And that is a government-backed scheme, mm. and it enables first-time buyers, which is great, to get on the ladder. But it has created this ceiling of 600K, because of those people who avail a mortgage, uh, you know, they might be able to get a mortgage for above 600, yeah. because help to buy cuts off at 600. You're, you get left with stock at 670, 700. Mm-hmm. People, as much as they don't want to buy, cannot get, cannot get help to buy a mortgage, which is 95%. So they're going to say to themselves, well, I can get a 70% mortgage, but I've got to put in another 150K of equity. <laughs> they're not going to want to do it. Exactly. Anyway, so that's, that's what we do. We, mm-hmm. uh, we have a great team. We, we enjoy what we do. We're very, in fact, entrenched in East London. So much so that we have our own charity called The Wickers for Knife and Gun Crime, which is very close to our heart, which is fully supported by ourselves. Sadly, I had a brother-in-law murdered and stabbed to death, and so it resonates with me. Being an East End boy, I do believe that we can can help these Mm. deep-deprived youngsters. Just um, just going back to that, we'll, we'll come back to the charity work to, towards the end because I, I think it's really important. But you mentioned you're a good East End boy, and, and, and now I'm sat in you in your plush offices overlooking, you know, kind of overlooking part of the city. It's a Nobu Hotel. <laughs> Nobu Hotel <laughs> next door. Just, you know, what was your childhood like? Working class, short of money at times. Just for me, the hunger started at the age of ten. I've always been hungry. I'm fifty-six and still hungry. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? Yeah. Do you know what shaped that hunger? Where it came from? My dad losing all of our money at the age of ten. <laughs> we had lived in a nice house. We yeah. lost the house. And we lost everything. And I thought, oh, I don't like this. So I had three jobs by the age of thirteen. Employed <laughs> my first person at the age of thirteen. Caught him thieving off me. Oh really? Yeah, within a year, he was my friend. That's all <laughs> something. Uh, yeah, and. Uh, Learning lessons. Learning lesson, yeah. Probably like a lot of property developers, well, not our gadget, it's unfair, but struggle with attention, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In terms of, um, so you've done these these jobs at a very, very young age. Where did did property come along? What was was the the lean, what was the eureka moment? By driving on Saturday with my friend whose father had a house, Made of owl. I never realised how expensive made of owl was, and we would take round the bread and egg, the bread and eggs, and that would be his idea of bed and breakfast. And uh, I'd watch him collect the rings. Right. And my eyes would light up. I think every Saturday he's getting all these rings. Yeah. And I worked out that if we bought ten houses, mm. that I could then earn a thousand pounds a week and retire. Right. Yeah. So, so whilst. Um, well, in a previous life, I was a double glazing salesman. Right. Yeah, I'd come out, <laughs> I'd come out to Marines and then become a double glazing salesman. And so I went on the path of acquiring houses when you could do it a lot easier in 87, yeah. 88, and ended up with about 34 houses with a, with a partner. Then the recession comes, so mm. I had assets of about 28 years of age of a million pounds. I thought, oh, really? wow, this is great. Lost it overnight. <laughs> Interest rates went up to 15%. Uh, Learned to negotiate with all the uh, creditors, all that sort of thing. Um, (laughs) uh, Went back to square one. Mm. Unfortunately, 
I met an older guy that uh, educated me or put me on the path to acquiring land and buildings. Right, okay. Um, I got some backing from the city for some guys from the city, uh, not from the actual sort of banks there, but some sort of broker types, mm. and went out and went went on the journey of buying land or buildings. What was the change, though, from going from the, you know, the buy-to-let landlord marketplace and going, you know what, there's... Probably more mileage in actually in property development. Well, I, think, I think you actually progress, and you're you're not you're dealing with much bigger money. You know, you're buying something for a pound and making it worth five pounds. Uh, all I can say, though, the planning journey is just so so difficult, and now mm. it's become so expensive. And over the last twenty three years, it's only got more difficult. I mean, our applications regularly cost us over four hundred thousand. I've just signed one off for two and a half million. Well, that's all risk money. That's all the reports. That's everything. There's mm. no guarantee that we're going to get the planning. Yeah. I mean, we expect to because obviously we we work with the uh, the local house, the local mm. housing plan, etc. But I've had I've had times to go to appeal, and the appeals have cost me a seven figure sum and lost. Right. And lost. I've only ever lost one, and that was the one that sticks in my throat. Mm-hmm. But there you go. Do you think uh, you know, like a a young Henry now get, getting that startup money, is, is, is it possible in the current marketplace? I think everything's possible if you're hungry enough. If you're, you know, you're making up. And I love meeting young people. I love see, seeing the passion in them. And uh, I like working with them. Mm. Most of my company are 35 to 45. Uh, and, and I really love their energy. In terms of your, you know, I, I, wanted to, I want to take you back to really when you, when you lost all of the money in the in the recession and you, you're up to thirty odd, odd properties, how you know it's, it's blasé to say, oh, I just turned, you know, I just woke up the other day and just chased it down. But you know, really, what was the um, what was the driving force behind you know going right? I'm just going to sod it. That's failed. I'm going to go and do it again. Well, in a, in a different way. It's a mental game, as we all know. Life is a mental game. It's yeah. you know. You don't let the brain control you. You control the brain. And that's, mm. and when you hit them low spots and you see everything, and you are technically bankrupt, what I learned is, and I always have done, is to do sport. Right. Like, okay. always done. Even now, 56, I went to the North Pole. I'm off to the South Pole in January. I love extreme sports, but all sports. Keep off the alcohol and just mm. keep focused. And that's what it's about. You know, you can take your foot off now and again, but obviously you have to have a life. Mm. But mentally, you've got to put it in a box. You've got to deal with it. You can't walk away from it. Mm. You know, you have to deal with my mortgages. I went and saw the people. I negotiated the, the whole thing. You know, I dealt with it. And it taught me to deal with things in a very, you know, in a proper fashion. Because if you talk to people and explain it was a massive recession, you're probably too young to remember <laughs> In eighty seven, eighty eight, well, fifteen percent interest rates. You know, yeah, it wasn't that I messed up. Well, yeah. I, mean, I have to be culpable partly, but the whole country went. Mm. You know, just uh, we were all in the same boat. But did you did you feel that you know because many other people built up businesses and it and it crashes and they 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 blame themselves and they you know they kick themselves and they say I didn't do this, I didn't do that, and sometimes that's, that that is the true story, and other times. Something out there control. Uh, probably we. I got too highly geared. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a little bit with the Kaizen principle, isn't it? It's yeah. self criticism, self improvement. Always. And I don't care what age you are or what, what yeah. assets you have. 
It was only literally before you walked in this room talking about it before. Well, why, why wouldn't you sort of talk to yourself and say, where, where have I improved? So I just had lunch with one of our land finders and the deal just came out okay. Mm-hmm. It's not great. And I said to him, right, let's treat this as an autopsy. Where did we go wrong? Now, I'm not going to say you went wrong because yeah. we're a team. Mm-hmm. It's quite easy to say you went wrong. At the end of the day, you know, we are a team here. And I think it's good to discuss it and put it out there. Do you, you know, getting these types of philosophies like Eisen, et cetera, which um, do you have mentors yourself who, you know? Or- I work actually with, with one guy, 76, who in some ways, how can I say, I mean, I, I respect him. I've worked, only worked with him for seven years. The man, 76, he's probably got a harder work rate than, uh, work rate than me, but mm. he doesn't like holidays. <laughs> He has very little in my of life except business. I yeah. don't want that. I like to, you know, I like to work hard. Mm. I like to do my sport. I like to do my charity work. I think life is a balance. And it's a gift. You get to a certain age, it's, you know, you've you, you, you got to treat it as that. But each to their own. The man's, you know, extremely wealthy. Mm. He's had these, but there's a balance, isn't there? How do you know what that balance is? Is it, you know, I don't know, is it family or that, that, that have to pull you back? You know, or? Well, it's, everyone's happiness is different, isn't it? Really, isn't it? You know, I'm a great believer in karma. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm very fortunate. I live two minutes from my office. Right, okay. You know, which yeah. is great. My, my wife doesn't <laughs> like it, but that's what comes with the territory. Yeah. You know, we have a home uh, in the country. We have a home abroad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's great, but that for me... Being able to walk to work, go to the gym first in the morning. Yeah, it's I, 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 the thought of driving two of two hours to work. Do you do you have to get right back in by your wife? Like Henry, you need to need to calm down, slow down. Or? I think she accepts, and she still no, she really accepts that this is. Yeah, we have a, I mean, I, I adore yeah. my wife. I adore yeah that this is me and yeah. what I do. And I think it, it comes with the territory. She's happy to leave me. To go off, then we meet when we go. Not meet, but for instance, tomorrow we are we are we are going away. Right, okay. You know, um, and we we'll have a week there. I'll, I'll go out and do my cycling. I'll do my whatever, my training for the pole, and yeah, it's, it works. Works. <laughs> right, okay. So, look in terms of the, the the character traits that you look for when somebody joins your your direct team, or you know. Other, other, other businesses that you're looking for. What what do you look for? Well, you should look look for the qualifications, shouldn't you? You should yeah. look through the degrees. That has to help. I look at the colour of their eyes and I sit and take a long time interview and I look at their passion and I ask them some various sort of off-the-cuff questions, where do they see themselves, where do they want to be, you know, where they see their family, and then I ask them, where's that, where's that three years' time? Where's that five years' time? Without a blank canvas, how would they paint that canvas? Right. And how do they see themselves? And not everyone wants, you know, how can I say, wants gold, yeah. which I think is great, you know, but I think it's understanding the, the measure of the man is very important. I've got some great people here that they, they don't want the stress. Yeah. They have stress, yeah. but they can go home at night and they can close their door. They're, they're great. They'll, they'll be on email and yeah. all that. But there's a level. Of, there's a level. Everyone wants a certain level. Mm. Mine has just evolved. And, um, you know, I think it's quite a lot from someone of 56. But now I look at yeah. a colleague who's 76. <laughs> who's just telling, wow, he's having it at 76. But yeah. that's his drunk. 
And then to really succeed within age group or, or around you with one of your other businesses, who's the guy, who are the guys that take it to the next level? What, 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 what differentiates that top? It's empowering for a start, isn't it? It's, it's giving people the confidence to know that, that you trust them. Now, they're going to make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes. Difference is no one tells me off. I have to tell myself off. Yeah. I say, to, don't even tell them off. You have to learn by the mistakes. And I say to the guys, as long as you've tried your best, that's all you can do, isn't it? And that's all anyone. If you see them trying, then you sit down and you discuss it and you learn by the mistakes. Then let's talk about a young Henry as he came into the industry, or maybe not a young Henry, maybe not even that long ago. But if you could give yourself advice at, at any point in your career, where do you, when, when do you think you needed that advice? Like, What was the pivotal moment that you needed somebody to tap you on the shoulder and go, Henry, this, well, is, this is that moment? I've looked at times where I've, because what I do is I always plan for the worst. Right, okay. Always plan for the worst. In other words, I've had loads of units for sale and they'll be coming in January and people say, yeah, you had them sold February, March. I don't count on anything yeah. until it's there. So that puts an awful pressure, say, on cash flow. Right. You know, but, you know, I've got through the various recessions uh, since being a house builder because I never count on anything. So plan for the worst, but hope for the best. Right. And it's yeah. hard because in some ways, one minute you're talking to yourself as you're a pessimist and then you've got to be an optimist, <laughs> you know. Uh, so there has to be a balance, doesn't there? Yeah. There has to be a balance. Yeah. Are, there, are, are there any other codes like that that you... That you well, well when, when I've had a couple of things where I've sold some great assets because I think, oh, I can see coming over the horizon. Yeah. Well, I need, need jerks too quickly. Right, okay. So I drive by a couple of buildings in the city... That I don't drive by now because it upsets me. Just, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and then I have to talk to myself and get over it. <laughs> right. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. All right. So just let's, we, we, we talked about where, where the company is and kind of how you've, you, you've got here. In terms of the future for, first of all, age group, what, what, what's the, what is the five-year plan, three-year plan? Well, five year, let's say the five-year plan, which then I'll be 60. Um, I've got some great people that will actually become on the board, and I think they'll, they'll have a stronger part of it. The right people uh, will, will receive equity, and I will empower them to go forward. I mean, we have various, you know, we are, although we're a developer, we have a pretty large uh, rental portfolio, a mixture of you know, whether it be commercial, residential, right. ground rents, you know, yeah. we have uh, PRS. Right. Uh, and really, it's for these, I want to see these young guys, mm. uh, the younger guys, do well. I want to see them have the big houses and all yeah. that. What, yeah, what, why not? And then in terms of, you know, Henry and your, your life, do you, because you, you're, you're, you're very hands-on from, from what I've seen and what I've been told. Yeah, but, but, but I'm away a lot. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, at my time in the morning, I cycle, you know, I, I then do my emails. I'm constantly, I say, look, don't ever consider I'm an holiday. Just, if you need me, phone. North Pole, South Pole. Pole we'll I it took a satellite phone. <laughs> <laughs> in all fairness, there wasn't a lot of, I actually did turn it off when we were hauling on in this ledge. Um, yeah. But I've got a great team around me that really are sort of, Mm. Yeah, we 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 don't let anything build up. We sort of try and deal with it before it before it comes on our lap, you know. Right. Yeah. Brilliant, Henry. Look, thank you very much for your time.
and hopefully I'll speak to you Good. soon. Well done, thank you. Cheers. During this episode, Henry talks about the Wickers, a charity he recently founded in collaboration with Hackney Wick Football Club to support 10 to 18-year-olds in Hackney. The organisation aims to reduce gang-related crime in East London by providing positive role models, learning opportunities, classes and workshops. If you would like to support their work, you can visit the website at www.thewickerscharity.org or contact Human Capital Group and we will direct you. Discover how to build your UK house builder business and attract the top 15% of leadership talent using one-to-many platforms, automation and 24-7, 365 proven digital strategies before your competition. Be sure to subscribe for more podcasts from the Good to Great series, featuring leading voices from the UK house building industry, from small to medium businesses to leading PLCs. Don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you the best content possible. For more information, call 0203 800 1080 or check out www.hc-group.co.uk and book a client or candidate blueprint strategy session.